Welcome to In Solidarity, a Seva Cooperative Federation podcast. Seva Cooperative Federation has been working for over 30 years to economically empower women in the informal sector through worker-owned cooperatives and collective enterprises. To put it quite simply, we work as a women's enterprise support system to promote and strengthen grassroots women's enterprises. Through this series of podcasts, we hope to cover themes that are of importance to informal women workers and their cooperatives and collective enterprises and how we can create an enabling environment for women's enterprises to thrive. Abhi to bahut bada sapna hai hamara. Mujhe mar kaam nahi bahut zarurat hai mana le ja. Ab hum log ke paas capital aa gaya hai. Ab hum log khul ke karenge business. समय में तो जो जाए तो आप बढ़ो काम में समय जाए समय काड़ो बहुत मुश्किल हो अभी हम लोग मतलब ये पैसा राउंड होते होते हम लोग बारह तेरह लाख का बिजनेस चल रहा है especially during and post pandemic while the internet has been successful in making the world a global village the onset of covid-19 got more people onto the internet to remain socially financially and professionally connected in 2022 the estimated number of internet users worldwide grew to 5.3 billion up from 4.9 billion in the previous year This share represents 66% of the global population reports Statista a joint report by industry body IAMAI and market data analytics firm Kantar confirmed that for the first time in India more than half of Indians that is 759 million citizens were active internet users and accessed the internet at least once a month according to the report Out of 759 million active internet users in India for 2022, 399 million were from rural India, while 360 million were from urban India. This indicates that rural India continues to drive the growth of internet in the country. Even though the gender divide persists till date with 54% male internet users, it is heartening to note that 57% of all new users in 2022 were females it is estimated that by 2025 65% of all new users will be women which will help correct the gender divide this as per the report it further suggests that the digital penetration has improved not only in terms of spread but also in terms of depth and that in terms of usage that is for digital entertainment digital communications and social media as they continue to be the most popular services in india these findings are well supported by an admission made by one of our sisters sona ben who belongs to the mega tribal women's agriculture producers cooperative she says maro naam sona ben mahindra bhai gamit ગામ ચાપાવાડી તાલુકો વ્યારા જિલ્લો તાપી હું સેવામાં 
माई नेम इज सोना बेन महेंद्र भाई गामित आई बिलोंग टू द्यारा तालुका इन तापी डिस्ट्रिक्ट आई हैव बीन एसोसिएटेड विद सेवा कोऑपरेटिव फेडरेशन सिंस 2009 एंड वर्क एज अ कोऑपरेटिव वर्कर I now live alone as my daughters are married and I lost my husband in 2022. I have a smartphone and I use it to make calls, send WhatsApp messages and I do some office work also. I listen to songs on YouTube and watch the news on it sometimes. I have been using Google Pay for the last 1 year to make online payments when I don't have cash in hand. I also use it to pay electricity bills and get recharges done for other women in the cooperative. Some women in our cooperative use the smartphone while most don't own it still. They use it to check Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp and other such applications. During the pandemic, our agewan bens would also use Google Meets to hold meetings. इंटरनेट बींग यूज is the path breaking digital platform she the people.tv to tell us more about how the idea for women's internet emerged what were the challenges and how we can take digitization to women in the informal economy we have with us today shaili chopra shaili is a journalist turned entrepreneur and founder of she the people.tv it has a monthly viewership of 30 million Shaili is an Aspen fellow and is a recipient of the prestigious Ramnath Goenka Award for journalism. She is currently building a new online initiative gayatri.com that works towards solving basic reproductive and sexual health issues faced by women especially in the rural areas on a daily basis. Welcome to In Solidarity Shaili. I am delighted we get to have this conversation with you. So Shaili I'm really fascinated by a phrase you use which is creating the women's internet what does this mean and can you just tell us a little more about why is the women's internet so important so i'm going to pick the women's internet or what i now call the women's economy you know india has well 1.4 billion people 50% are women at 50% female population we're 1/10th of the global population One tenth of the world are Indian women. We don't even look at ourselves as a force, let alone look at ourselves as people who should have equal opportunity and access, so that we could move the needle for ourselves and our economy. Uh, we don't have that opportunity, and that is one of the most disappointing parts of my journey as a woman, journey as a business leader, journey as a journalist. And I ask myself, what have women done to not have half the sky? um so i think to a great extent a mix of voice and a mix of anger led me to the point to say it's time for us to get up and ask for what we deserve and as we ask for it we do what everybody does in their struggles prove them wrong 
And I think in that piece, uh, the idea of the women's internet emerged because I realized that we all deserve and need shortcuts. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. And therefore, the power of the internet and digital became that shortcut that I was waiting for. And uh, therefore, the the absolute, um, you know, step on the gas pedal and get onto a mission approach to saying women not just need a voice, they need a platform. And from platforms, we need to go to movements. And from movements, it'll be a revolution and we will make the change we want to see. Wow. So She the People was born out of this frustration that around 50% of the population is almost invisible. And that reminds me that in your book, uh, you've actually given a number and you've given it a visual that this number is twice the size of America and five times the size of Japan. And even in that 50%, 96% of the women working are from the informal economy which is a staggering number of people that have been invisible for far too long. So Shaili, why do you think is it important to visibilize them and their work? And what have your major learnings from She the People been? So I think we've played many roles as one ends up doing uh, when, you are, when you're entering a space that's uncharted. You know, women and women's voices have been relegated to being the one that are the softer ones and should be less heard, less written about, less um, brought to the table. Uh, so I think that frustration was definitely one of the big reasons why the idea of She the People was born. But there are so many everyday frustrations one thinks of that remind you that when you think of a business opportunity or an opportunity to bring about change, you know, how little we have done and how much more we can do. As an example, uh, you know, when I was building Gayatri, the women's health platform, I was just aghast at the thought that 60% women leave the workforce because of irregular periods linked problems. And I'm asking myself that we are in 2023. We are talking about AI and flying drones. And we're still figuring out how do we get women to be part of a regular workforce. Forget about tech, STEM, AI, and NASA, or whatever else, uh, you know, ISRO. So I, I, I kind of was asking myself that one of the biggest problems is, and this is back in 2015 when I was uh, setting up She the People, is that we believe that in order for us to be successful as women, we have to launch rocket ships. We don't have to do that. If I put food on the table, even in my plate alone, that is huge success. And if we don't recognize that, we are problematic in our definitions. And the more I spoke to women, the more I felt that there was a reason why they were not willing to have these conversations. They thought they were worthless. We start at that point and how do we think that we will ever dream big or do something? So I think the idea that Today, women didn't have a voice, they didn't have a platform, they didn't have access. Where I wanted to begin, uh, having had the experience and the fortune of the good fortune of being able to say no many times in my life and believe in the power of having that voice. Uh, so to begin with, I was very clear about one thing. Conversations and stories have power. For some reason, at that point, not enough people were saying this. And when the stories come from an unheard population, 
they are even newer shocking moving stirring and that's why when we started telling stories of women who were everyday regular women from the woman who's playing the stock market as a mum to the one who's you know a middle management person inside a brokerage firm to somebody working in the world of makeup or the woman at the kolivara village in maharashtra we realized they had all common problems what they were looking for were not solutions they were just missing a sisterhood and that's really what brought it all together for me so i i do love the the term she the people because it reminds us many times that when we write our constitution and read our preamble we should remember that we the people will never be successful unless we have the power of she the people participate in it that's very well said shaili and in fact in your book the sisterhood economy you've said that 80% of the media reports politics business etc and only 10% covers women and women's issues uh how do you think we can change this segment based approach and and how do you think will that make a difference first we have to start recognizing that women are half the country and that they deserve half the voice fundamentals can begin uh to build the transition out uh the the research that you are uh, quoting from the book was done by a bunch of students who were playing around with some data i think in mit and what i found most fascinating was that what we always say that the media is not covering enough that there isn't enough talk about the issues at hand uh, or the way we cover right well, the victimization of every woman in every case you know being in the media when you see how things are within you realize that we are we are so much to blame on how we project what we choose to project what we choose not to report all of these things play a big role uh, i remember reading a book in which someone wrote that when we are out there on the field we have two options to report on what's over or to report on what's left and the more i thought about that the more i felt angry that we were actually never reporting on what was left to give you an example when farmers kill themselves by suicide their wives and children were not even reported on many of them were selling their kids in order to continue livelihood right uh, in the case of a rape survivor we get to know about the incident but the repercussions on the rape survivor and where she you know manages and how she finds uh, life again is something we forget about i see the same by the way in happy stories right i'm a big fan of showcasing women having fun but do you remember the last time you read a report at about how this set of women actually had a great time and that this is how they are inspiring many others to live it up as if women are born to ghisao pito but they shouldn't have a life of their own so i think um media plays a very significant role uh for me this was the calling which made me get up and say of the 500 ceos i've interviewed if 467 are men something is wrong with my world the question to ask is how many people in their very comfortable positions of power um will get up on day and say i'm getting off this pedal because i need to change and i will go down again and start again and do it differently it's not an easy decision but i guess at some point i ask myself if i don't do it in my 20s am i going to try this in my 60s 
and that's uh, that's the whim that i got off with and i'm very proud of that these numbers are actually appalling and in fact it reminds me uh, of a study that i read recently that mentioned that uh, across boards all boards there are only 17% of women representatives and uh, that makes me think about how uh, all of our boards are 100% represented by women the problem in the world currently is how we define power okay and the reason i say that is because i just got off reading a graphic about the top investors in india there were 32 men and i i was fascinated with how this is defined it's defined by the number of companies they've invested in right it's not defined by the impact they've had it's not defined by how many companies actually lost out money and those failures were out there was a part of the numbers that they're talking about and the fact that they don't look at any other lens of what it takes to invest and and perhaps help someone open a new market create a different impact view it differently from valuations or returns that is centrally problematic if you ask me there are thousands of women investors in this country and the way they are investing is changing the livelihood of women not necessarily making graphics look nicer with extra zeros so i think fundamentally if we change this you rethink yourself when i started she the people i had the same self doubt that many other women were expressing to me when i was interviewing them 8 years down i just did another podcast where i talked about how proud i am of she the people because i think it's a bigger brand than even many of these other top companies we're together in here we're not just giving you clothes to buy and fashion to follow with nothing wrong with that but we're energizing each other elbow to elbow and creating an engagement that is absolutely completely absent from what seems to be according to me a fairly basic low hanging activity of shopping so the notion that it took me 7 8 years to convince myself and stand up and even say this i totally get it where women are today as top investors instead of feeling good about investments they feeling guilty that their investment may have flopped or they didn't do well enough to deal with the boys problematic thinking the boys need to fix this environment the girls need to fix their head <laughs> right so um this brings me to my next question uh, which relates to a data point that you had mentioned in one of your podcasts that i heard that she the people has a viewership of around 20 million and this data point is uh, of a year ago which sure has increased by now uh, so from this data point i just wanted to know would you have a breakup of how much consumption of this happens in the rural and the urban areas and would you by uh, any chance know if women in the rural areas are also using this this especially because from our own research a large number of women in the informal economy still don't have a smartphone leave alone access to the internet you know so how do we make sure that we are not leaving them behind you know this is a great question while i recognize the amount of work that seva does with rural women and uh, you know and and women on the uh many kinds of margins that the indian uh, economy today has i'm also very fascinated to see how quickly the conversation happening in urban centers is now fluttering in rural centers 
as an example i went for a wedding seemed like a you know upper middle class wedding all kinds of people from all kinds of places but the number of people i saw who came from different parts interiors of india one lady came from khatima okay and khatima is a place rice growing place in uttarakhand and she came up to me and said you know i read your content in khatima and of course i asked her i don't know where i you know please tell me where khatima is and i'm really sorry you know that i didn't know about it but what i find really interesting is that there is this tendency for us today to think that there is a separate model of things that emerges um, when i say things let me qualify that i mean conversations content the hawa of change that this element is not different between rural and urban there are there is a problem uh, in terms of access there's definitely lack of um, availability in many cases phones you know access to wifi having shared devices i'm with you on that but if you ask me deep down in the belly the women in rural india are just as hungry if not more angry and hungry than the women in urban india and to me that is power because you know when sometimes when i not sometimes most of the time now when we hire we give prominence to uh, people who are in non metro cities because we feel like we want to have not just a diverse population but we know that they are not just hungry they're very hard working there's no sense of being conceited and privileged i think that 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 is really where we all want to get together people who want to roll up their sleeves and get their work going so we do see a lot of trends in content and conversation about the yearning to learn to break taboo certainly know how to break that taboo even if they can't sometimes because of circumstances um that hunger is phenomenal you know we've done close to 300 million video views on doctor led content on women's bodies and trust me a lot of that content is being consumed by people outside of the central cities because nobody talks with them about these issues and they're shy to go to a doctor i see that today there are opportunity gaps that are slowly getting filled you're right many don't have a feature phone but you ask them that the day they get a feature phone what will they do first they will educate the family right uh, they will make sure that somebody can learn from the internet how to do the next school project how to make the next pretty blouse so that she can sell it better as a tailor in a village that is very very powerful so yes there are gaps but they're slowly filling i mean this the surge of you know upi to me is a great example of how we're able to see some money in the hands of women who want to kind of exercise spends without going through that credit card story or whatever debit card story which is a good leap in terms of a revolution and i guess it also helps that she the people is a multilingual platform which means that it is available in several languages so people can consume it easily absolutely you know uh, i i i have never believed in building for elite i come from a simple middle class family my parents at home spoke to us in english hindi and my relatives spoke in punjabi and some relatives in other languages gujarati tamil here's the thing we've got this rich diverse heritage but if i can't express in the language of my comfort you are already deleting me from the opportunity cycle just because you think that english will drive the world right i have nothing against those who aspire to learn english 
and i hear you when you say that the opportunity cycle is biased towards language uh, like in the in this case english in india but i'm also a big believer of the fact that when you listen to somebody express themselves clearly and sharply in their own language you know you do develop a sense of respect that you may not have for somebody who's talking high fluent english and i have i've done that many times perhaps learned it the hard way when i was growing up with my own set of biases right so i think for me that's been one significant piece i mean just to give you an example we sat down with the team and said let's start a tamil um instagram page you know we we've been 4 months into it and we are some 80000 followers on instagram we're just being honest and true to what this world wants rather than think that we know it all right um and it's fabulous sometimes i find them far more interesting than uh, how and which way we construct our sentence in english there is so much juice in the way people can speak in their own dialect and language that it brings a sense of power right when it's put together with voice and expression which sometimes can be so absent and dull in english so that brings me to my next question and that is around digital um you've set up around two platforms and one chatbot which is called dr didi and uh, so what do you think is the power of digital especially in terms of equalizing from a gender perspective and why do you think it is the best medium today digital at least starts on the premise that we can create equal opportunities it's not built that way it's built with its own biases but at least on the day one when you have a tool you can give it to both men and women and see if at least women can have an 80% go at it without the biases kicking in that's one second is that my big passion for digital is partly because i'm my second career as an entrepreneur is a completely digital career i gave it a shot knowing nothing and created basic sensibilities of using it as a tool and reaching out to women and seeing how we can get together as a collective it worked and it worked like magic right it brought people together to share and impact each other and lift each other up made a big difference and now it brought me to the point of health when i was struggling like anybody else was in the world of business asking themselves will this pandemic wipe us all off will our platform survive I sat with my team and said what should we do we said okay we're not going to cut salaries we're going to survive as much as we can on what we have but what we will not take our heads off from is a serious level of experimentation this is our chance we sat down and created content around women's health and realized that in india people don't know what their bodies are like women don't know at all men aren't any better either majority of the content that we create around women's health is even being consumed by men because they don't know anything about their partners and sisters and wives and you know whatever else so we realize that the power of digital in being able to make people aware is established so where is the gap it's how can digital take access and opportunity and availability to a user that's how women's health came about and dr didi by gayatri which is the name of the bot has come around as an experiment as a stepping stone to a full fledged virtual care service for women which is affordable and accessible so dr didi on its chatbot has done close to 300000 conversations 
it is multilingual and it is in tamil bangla hindi english uh, as of today you can even talk to a live agent and book a very affordable gynecologist at about 600 rupees uh, which is at least 45% cheaper than anything in the market uh, otherwise and our doctors speak uh, close to 10 languages so that they can service their uh, patient and consumer in the language of their choice so that they have no hesitation in asking questions about their own self uh, which by the way to me is a fundamental right that we've forgotten to address i mean women don't know where where their bodies are what that agency is how their reproductive rights are protected by the constitution what they can ask a doctor how they can question a doctor how they can protect themselves and we've done nothing about it you know i mean i talk to a lot of um, organizations um probably not as big as seva but broadly doing work in that direction and i go and talk to these women in hindi or punjabi which i know a little bit they speak a little broken marathi and i can talk to them and understand where they're coming from you know and the number of women who are just constantly breaking down because nobody has told them that their gynac is linked to their emotions and their tears might be coming through their gut literally we 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 don't want to make the connection so if you ask today anybody in the world ki you know this person has a problem they'll say oh woman she needs to go to a ladies doctor who's a ladies doctor it's a gynecologist what does a gynecologist know about mental health or nutrition now we start pretending that that's one doctor for all solutions it's not the doctor's fault sometimes but many times it is also so when we were thinking about this whole chatbot in you know the birth of gayatri we were reminding ourselves how as people who finally cracked the code of understanding that women don't need one thing they need connected care that's really how we solve it for them shelly this is amazing because in a country like india uh, especially for women and women in the rural uh, areas to talk about women's health and their reproductive rights it's a huge concern so uh, i'm sure these platforms are really helping them out uh, what is the basic difference between dr didi and gayatri if you can tell us they are integrated like i explained that dr didi was born as a research effort to see how much of technology um you know from a chatbot point of view could help women because we wanted to create an environment that was safe and human proof uh women are very shy of asking questions such as whether my left breast is smaller than the right one is there something wrong with me right or why do i have body odor right uh will i get pregnant or will i lose my child if i eat khatte khana you know so we got the doctors together and started creating that content and dr didi then came about as a chatbot which we have very with great intent utilized as one that can be used in different cities in different um villages over a period of time we recognize there is an urban rural divide in terms of uh, access to tech uh, so we created dr didi on a platform where people are spending majority of their time which is whatsapp uh, and it became logical for me because i am a great believer of not trying to take people away from what they already are doing or what they find convenient so when dr didi came about um, essentially as a free chatbot a lot of people started asking us can we talk to a doctor on the other side right 
so we started thinking about that. And the more we spoke to various doctors, we realized that this was a requirement even in the urban setting. So the, the pressure on women essentially is pretty much the same. Come to rural India. By the way, my the idea of Dr. Didi emerged while I was living in a village, uh, in an upper caste village, which I discovered that it was upper caste later. It's not like I chose to live in one. It uh, And I discovered that, you know, they still follow the practice of sending the girl out into the outhouse for the three days. And I'm thinking how embarrassing the whole village knows that she's uh, on her period. So that's how when Dr. Didi was born, it was born to kind of solve a lot of these things that people don't have access to. At this moment, Dr. Didi is meant for people who can watch a video in different languages and also can read. But over the next few months, uh, we'll come up with audio clips that will allow them to not have to read. Gayatri became, I would say, the larger ship that rested on the empirical evidence of Dr. Didi conversations that not only did the people need information, they very soon wanted a solution. And the solution was therefore brought in by experts who were judgment-free, discreet. So our hashtag at Gayatri is Khulke Pucho. Because that is the fundamental step that holds people back. And once they do that, then they enroll into programs that solve for very basic things. So there are ways by which people are now shifting to a lifestyle integrated solution like Gayatri offers, as opposed to a prescriptive solution to problems. And in how many languages is Dr. Didi available in? So Dr. Didi is available in four languages. You can access it in English, Hindi, Tamil and Bangla. We're hoping to add another four languages by the end of this year. Uh, that will make it accessible uh, to both the West, uh, sorry, the, yeah, the West and uh, more languages in the South. That's one thing that we're doing. And the second thing that we're doing is coming up with audio because I see it extremely popular in... Um, you know, even amongst the people I know who work in homes, in, in urban cities, um, they just find it very, very useful and fascinating. And that brings me to my last question, Shaili. You often narrate the story of Rohini, uh, a very intelligent woman from Satara, who went on to learn about making honey and has a business through social media. Um, so we at Seva Cooperative Federation work with a lot of women's collectives and they face a lot of challenge as far as uh, marketing their products on social media and other digital platforms are concerned. Um, what do you think can we as organizations do to better support these businesses and, and help them on various social media platforms? You know, I think this is a very important question. And the reason I say that is because day in and day out, whether it's rural India or urban India, the one question I'm asked by women in some form of entrepreneurial venture, how do I make it sell? How do I scale? How do I make the digital piece work for me? You know, uh, and it's, it's true that today there is a big opportunity at hand. But it's also true that organizations that are filling the gap between the people who have the talent and the production to those who can then market and voice it out there is a very, very big gap. And it's, um, it's just not, it's not a knowledge gap, thankfully. So I feel that there is, a, there is a possibility of filling that gap faster if there were enough stakeholders in the world who are coming together and give them the support. Um, 
So part one of this is that, you know, people who are looking at honey, pickles, poppers, and, you know, perhaps a couple of layers above it as well, like woolens and handmade uh, handicraft, etc. I think there's an opportunity for us all to get down to doing our bit in skilling. And uh, the reason I say that is because actually for many years, she, the people has skilled urban women in understanding how to project and create a brand. Fundamental uh, questions that we, use, we continue to run occasionally now, but very regularly in the past under the She Academy banner. The first question has always been, I have got it till here. Now I need to take the next level. And the next level actually is one fourth of that battle that they've come through. So. I think for most women, the issue that continues to be one is that are there enough people around to mentor them and show them the shortcuts to this journey? So um, so that way, I feel that perhaps many of our organizations should come together and create a collaborative approach, perhaps even pro bono. So I think that's one. I just want to say this. I think this is universally true. We're shy to market ourselves. We think our product is not good enough. No, we, we don't recognize that people will the product that's one third of good of what we have produced. They are making, you know, sunshine based on just some marketing gimmick that they've sorted out. So that to me is another big challenge. And like every day I meet women who have started making something organic, which is delicious and amazing and beats many other things, you know. So I think what you guys have been doing, I mean, I don't even remember at what age I must have heard about Seva and how there's such a great sense of pride when we talk about the work you all are doing, not just in our circles, but when we go overseas and talk about women in India and the the kind of collective energy they need to have, right? It's very, very significant. And uh, there is no power more inspirational than that of a determined woman who will sit next to you and nudge you with her elbow and think, chalo, let's do it. And I think that's where what you are doing with Seva, what we are doing with She the People, this is what keeps us all going on a daily basis. And I think just to add to that, you know, this is just representative of the sisterhood economy where women come together and support each other and work with each other, help each other grow. It's just fascinating to see that. Back in 2015, when they told me I was starting a hobby with She the People, I kept saying, I'm going to show you how women-led businesses about women will make money. We're a profitable venture today. And I'm very proud of that. Women don't necessarily need to have a situation where they're looked at as little departments contributing as an odd spoke. We are the wheel. And we're making the world go around. That's amazing. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing at She the People, Shelley, and for taking the time out to speak to me. It's been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for finding time for me and so proud to join this conversation. And thank you to all the women at Seva for everything they do every single day. If you enjoyed listening to this conversation, do share it with your friends and family. If you would like to collaborate or partner with us or get in touch with our women's cooperatives, write to us at communications at sevafederation.org. That is communications at S-E-W-A 
एफ ई डी ई आर ए टी आई ओ एन डॉट ओ आर जी वील बी बैक विद अन अदर गेस्ट एंड अन अदर एपिसोड अंटिल देन स्टे ट्यून टू इन सॉलिडेरिटी